Hello there, it's Gareth and welcome to episode 47 of the podcast. I hope you're well. Um, in this one, I want to talk about um, I want to talk about coaching and programs. And, and I'm going to give you some background to why I'm talking about this today because I, I, I made a discovery earlier on this week. Well, actually, it was the latter part of last week um, based on the experience I had the week before. Let me give you the background as to why I'm talking about this. Um, a couple of weekends ago, when we could start to travel again with our, with our walking, and go out the county. We went to Edale. I may have mentioned this in the last, post, last podcast, but it, it, if I did, I need to mention it again. You'll understand why very shortly. We went on a walk to Edale, parked up in Edale, and we took on a route which I'd planned, which was the idea was to give us the chance to do a bit of uphill and downhill, you know, and um, because we, we're training towards, or training Rian, who I'm sure he's listening. Hello, Rian. And we're going to, which we're getting to, we're going to do, like get Rianne to do the Yorkshire Three Peaks, which is quite a big deal. And we've done it multiple times. And I have to say, the last time I did it, I found it relatively straightforward. So we just wanted to get some hills in so we could get his legs working and, you know, push on a little bit towards June when we're taking Rianne to do the Three Peaks up in Horton and Ribblesdale. So I planned this route out to give us two good ascents so we started off in edl we went up to a ridge which was quite a pull up walked along came down again then went back up again on the second ascent i i found it really tough and if i'm honest i was completely annoyed with myself i thought why on what on earth am i feeling like this there were some contributing factors one is um i'd, I'd kind of slightly done my ankle in coming down one of the ascents that could have had something to do with it. And also that particular morning, I didn't have any breakfast. I'd kind of gone out with an empty stomach. So that could have led to having not as much energy as I would normally have. But but even accounting for those, I didn't feel as strong and as fit as I felt in previous walks. And we have walked all through winter, right through the early part of this year. But the walks we've been doing have not been that challenging. You know, they've been walks in conditions which they didn't have the big hills in. Long story short, I realised that what I haven't been doing for the last few months is I haven't been running on a regular basis. And I think that had affected my cardio um, ability. And I also think it affected the strength in my legs. So I decided I was going to run. So last Thursday, I went out to do my 5K and it was absolutely horrendous. Um, it could have been the time of day. I went out about five o'clock. It was quite a warm day, but I'd gone out and literally I struggled. I was so slow. I was huffing and puffing. I was sweating. I came back and Sue would well, actually joke. She thought I'd been mugged or something because I came in and said, oh, it's bad. It's so bad. I feel so bad. As though something had happened, like there was like some major catastrophe. And all it was is I'd, I'd tried running five, three miles, 5K, and I, I just was absolutely knackered. I was sweating. I couldn't breathe properly. So I was I was angry. And, and this is how I process things, to be quite honest. I get angry. If I get angry with myself over something, I know that's the point I need to change. Right, something needs to change here. So I thought I'll go back to doing my 5K every day. And then I thought, well, do you know what? You've been doing this now for nearly two years. You're, you're running. And you've never as yet been able to run consistently for 30 minutes. Um, I cover 5K when I go out, and I do that in a mixture of running and walking. And quite honestly, you know, towards the back end of last year, October, November, December time, I wasn't doing a lot of walking, but I was still having to walk. I couldn't run 30 minutes without stopping. And I realized that that needed to change. 
And if I did what I did last time, which is just go out in the morning and run till I was tired, then walk, and run till I was tired, then walk, that wasn't really getting me any further forward. Yes, it was keeping me fit. Yes, it was strengthening my legs. So there were some plus points to it, which is why I kept doing it. But I thought, you know what? Why are you not doing, why can't you run consistently for 30 minutes when other people can? And what it was, it's because I had tried to do it my way. You know, the Frank Sinatra thing. I did it my way. You know, I, I'm a, I'm, I was a bit of a bugger for doing that. You know, going out and just training. Despite the fact that the science and the experienced people said, no, no, you need to do it this way. You know, I, I, I thought I knew better. So on Friday morning, I downloaded an app to my phone, which was something called Couch to 5K. Now, this is a program that it says if you follow the program, it will take you from not being able to run anything, you know, couch, you know, very um, sedentary lifestyle, to be able to run for 30 minutes without stopping, which should, in fairness, cover 5K, three miles. So I went out on the Friday morning and did the first session on that. And I have to say, it felt quite easy because you had to, you walked for so long, then you had to... Um, run for so long, then walk for so long, run for so long, follow this process. And I, I made the decision that whatever that couch to mat tells me to do, I'm going to do. Because at the end of it, I didn't feel like I'd, I'd done enough. I thought, oh, I could run a bit further, I could run a bit faster. Instead of walking, I could run. And I realised straight away, I was almost back into doing it my way again. I thought, no, you've done it your way, it didn't work. So I took on this couch to 5K. I'm now into my second week. I did my fourth um, workout yesterday, my fifth one tomorrow, because you have to leave time in between, at least a day, and I th I'm going to trust it, is what I'm saying, because I don't know, I don't know how to become a good runner, I'm not a running coach, you know, I haven't spent time with a running coach, but I thought, I need to listen to the science, I need to listen to it, and, and it got me thinking about how many people try doing things their own way, and then it never gets done, you know, because you take it on, you think you know best, you think you can do this. The reality is you can't. It got me thinking about why people don't spend time and invest money in learning how to do something and people that know how to do it. And this country, quite frankly, the UK, is very poor at this. And I know I've talked about this in previous podcasts. I've, I've just finished a programme online which was done via Zoom, and it was like kind of a training program to learn a, a process and learn something which is a personal development piece. And on there, the vast majority of people on that call were from um, the, the United States. There were some from the UK. There were quite a few from the Netherlands. And I realised that places like America, places like the Netherlands, they're really big into personal development. They really value it because they value it, they invest time in it. And because they value it and they're happy to invest time, they'll also invest money in it. It's not quite the same in the UK. And I can go a step further with this. Another um, awareness that was brought to me was even the people that do it in the UK, there's a much higher percentage of women take on help, coaches, mentors, than there are men. Because on this programme where there was literally 600 people, it started off at 1,000, it went down to 600 over the six weeks. And that's how courses tend to work. They stabilise. Somebody will come for the first week. This thing were free, by the way. So, well, I'll have a check out, see what it's all about. And then by the second week, we were down to sort of five or 600, and it stabilised that throughout the, the programme. Um, so there was, a, there was, in that group of 600 people, the massive majority of people were females. They were women. 
And it's something I've noticed when I go to the gym. Some mornings there's way more women in the gym than men. When you see people running on a weekend, there's a lot more women than men. And I suppose I have a simple question. Where are the men at? Where's the, where's the blokes with all this? You know, I go out running on a morning. It's very rare that I pass somebody, another bloke that's running. But I will go past two or three women regularly when I'm, when I'm running. Even with walking, there's a higher percentage of women that walk than men. And I suppose my interest in this is because I am expanding my coaching and mentoring practice this year. Now we're kind of coming out of lockdown. It's really important for me to um, to take on this now and, and start to look for my potential clients and who do I want to work with. And the reality is I would like to work with more men, mainly because I am one. So I, I can I can work a lot more with 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 um, men's issues because I understand them more than sometimes women's issues. And although I do have um, the odd client that is female and I, I can help them, there are certain points when I feel like I'm, I'm missing a trick because I don't really understand the female psyche as much as a female would. But this lack of people getting help is something that becomes really apparent. You know, we... Maybe because there's more people around town now when I'm out, I'm starting to notice there's a lot more people I'm looking at that look completely sick. I mean, you're just struggling to walk, they're massively overweight. There's like an air of kind of fed upness about a lot of people. And yes, maybe this is because we've been in lockdown. And I just think we just have an an attitude towards self-help, personal development, self-improvement in the UK, which is different to other parts of the world. It's a much harder selling in the UK, which is why I think um, coaches, mentors, um, consultants, they get a bad rep in our country. Because I don't think so many people take them credibly. That I don't need that. I can do it myself. Maybe it's the you know the stiff British apocalypse. There's the stoic approach to this. I have ran for two years. Still can't run for thirty minutes. Why? Because I was trying to do it my own way. Even now, four days, four sessions into what is a six? Well, it's an eight-week course. Actually, eight weeks, three times a day. So, four sessions into a twenty-four program or session program. I already can feel my running is improving because I'm doing two things. One is I'm listening to the advice and second, I'm taking the days off. I used to run every day, which I thought was noble, but it doesn't help your legs to get stronger because you're always using them. You don't give them a chance to heal. So I decided I'm going to use this program as a as a way to encourage myself now to, to start to realise that you need to get the help from the people that can give you the help, not from somebody you know who might have an opinion. And how many people are getting help on the the life, on the business, on the relationships, just from somebody they know, a pal? Oh, yeah, well, you know, Billy said I don't need to go on that program because, you know, I said it's all bollocks, really, isn't it? No. We have to change the attitude towards personal and self-development in the UK. Now, I know there are people listening to this podcast from other parts of the world. I've got you all over the world, actually, and look at my stats. It's America, we've got parts of Europe, even places that don't speak English are there. So this is maybe different in your part of the world. And certainly if you're in America and you're listening to this, you know, you will be more open to self-help, personal development, coaching, mentoring, um, counselling, you know, or therapy, as it'll call over there. That's a big deal in America. You know, it's kind of almost people have therapists and it's like no big deal in this country. You know, we we would never admit to having a therapist in many cases. And they're not that popular where in America it's kind of, yeah, I've got them off see me therapist to work this through. They already understand the importance of getting the right help at the right time. And I think that's crucial. You have to get the right help at the right time. It was only my walk in Edale that got me to realise I'd lost a little bit of that cardio fitness. Don't get me wrong. 
You know, it's not like I'm back to square one again. You know, I just recognised I could feel something. I was aware enough to recognise my performance had dropped and I needed to improve it. So when you're aware you need some help, that's the right time. And then you've got to get the right help at the right time. So for me, taking on this five couch to 5K app and, and even that, I got it from Apple, from the Apple App Store. And I checked it out because there was a few of them and this one was the one that had the most... Uh, the most reviews, like several thousand actually, it was quite obviously quite a popular app. And even on there, somebody put underneath, you know, who, why do we have to, because the way it works is you get, um, it costs you a tenner to have a program that's specific for you. And somebody had put a comment, and in fact, it wasn't, there was more than one of these saying, why is this a ten? this is disgraceful that it's free, why is it a tenner? You know, you can get this for free online. And I thought, no, you can't. You, you can get the, it written down, but you don't get something this app basically tells you when to run and stop through your headphones. It's really easy to use. And I thought, somebody here is looking at a £10 investment, a £10 note, and saying, no, oh, you know, why you charge this? It's wrong. And I thought, I can guarantee that you're not healthy. I can guarantee you're not fit. And I can guarantee that you are broke. And don't get me wrong, there's a difference between not having money and being broke sometimes. This person clearly got the wrong attitude. My view is, this £10 is an investment in my health. And only a very small investment. And to give you some idea of what people then don't want to admit, if you decided, so the people that are unfit and healthy don't want to spend money on a on a, a gym membership and don't want to spend money on a on a program to learn how to run, they will go out, and I know this for a fact, I know people like this, they will go out and they will spend 10, 12 pounds on a Chinese takeaway for one meal rather than and, and they'll think nothing of that. But then they'll cry about having to pay £10 for an app or £12 a month at a gym. Oh, I'm not paying £12 to a gym. I can do all that at home. Yes, you've been saying that for five years. That's why the size you are. You have to invest the right help at the right time. And I suppose the, the, the reason I wanted to put this out there today was, one is it became really clear to me that my attitude and my training towards running was has been wrong. I needed help. I needed a coach. And once I've done this couch to 5K, and I will complete it, and I will see where that takes me, and I'll give you feedback on that in a few more weeks' time when I've completed it, but then my question will be, okay, if that has helped me with this, what difference would it make if I'd have, I'd have actually employed a physical coach, a physical running coach, would that improve my fitness? A personal trainer. I have employed a personal trainer in the past, and I did find them really, really useful because they they kept you going on a gym session where maybe under your own kind of motivation you would have stopped there's massive value in spending time and investing time and money in improving yourself because it's the quickest way to do it because the reality is for me when we're running I've kind of known I've been doing it wrong but I kept going and it was only this experience of getting struggling to get up this second deal in Edale that got me to take on this 5k but it's now got me thinking about looking further ahead and thinking okay get to the 5k then I'm going to go take it to the 10k and I can see this this kind of plan being sort of rolled out in front of me, all because I stepped back and decided I needed some help with that. Over the years, I've used coaches and mentors many times, and um, I'm lucky enough really to live with Susan, and, and, and Sue is a, she's a very good coach herself, So and she's a proper qualified coach, so she coaches me in some things, and I've got a couple of other people that help me with aspects of my kind of, um, my life when I need it. So I've always been, I've never had a problem with investing time and money in, in a coach. And I have to say, I know the people like me and they always excel. They always do better. They do better than the people that don't want to give that investment. The big problem with this program I did online 
that I was talking about where we had five or 600 people. It was free. And you've got to be very careful about this. Sometimes free, nobody really, nobody respects free. Free is no good for the person giving it and free is no good for the person receiving it. It's no good for the person giving it because you can't do things for free forever because you know you have costs to cover. Um, and if you get it for free, you sometimes don't welcome, uh, you don't respect it enough. And I think there are ways you can work around this if you don't have the money to 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 pay for a coach um, or, or get some help. Sometimes you can have a reciprocal relationship where you can you can have a service or something you can do for the person you want the service off. So what I'm saying is, even if all you're doing is if you're working with somebody and and you have to find a way of it costing you something, it's either going to cost you some time doing something for the other person, like a reciprocal bit of work, or it's going to cost you something financially. There's a much different attitude you take with something when you're paying for it. My challenge now is I think a lot of coaching out there is way too expensive. And I know any coaches listening to this may well disagree with me. I even know Sue disagrees with me on this, to be honest. She's... She's she's one that says no you you know you, you shouldn't ta- you shouldn't charge too little. I don't think that's what I'm talking about. Here. I'm not talking about me just working one or two people and charging nothing. I think there's a way we can get more information and we can coach people in a different way now, which brings the price point down. Now, last week I did talk about care for success. That's kind of what that's about. It's about how do you take coaching to the, to to more people in a more cost effective way. So it's not just encouraging businesses to use coaching and mentor because. A lot of businesses can afford a coach and a mentor. It's how do you encourage your public, people that are that have got jobs, maybe small business owners, to to take on a program of self help, personal development, well being programs, and things like that. Because the benefits to being coached and helped to do something far outweigh the initial investment in them, and there should always be a return on investment. Even if some, if you take on a, I found this when I took on a a personal trainer. By taking on a personal trainer, there was no financial gain from that. You wouldn't have thought, oh, you know, you, you don't get, how oh, you don't any money being fitter. Ah, I did because I was more active at work. I was more switched on. I thought clearer. I had a, a much stronger mindset by doing the training. And that, in a lot of, re- in, well, that's the main reason I stick with my fitness now. You know, I do love walking in the hills and I, and I do love me running and I do love going to the gym. But I, I do it because, it makes me feel so much more mentally alert, mentally switched on and keeps you in shape because if you, you know, you can't do your job or run a business if you're sick. So it doesn't, it make sense to spend some time on that. So the kind of way I work with my kind of clients would be, and I'm not just working on business planning and life planning, which I can do and I can do very well. I'm also looking at the well-being side. Are you fit enough? Are you eating properly? How was your energy levels? That's where it all comes together in the care system. And today's not about that. There'll be other days to talk about the care system. What this is about is saying, if you are struggling with something, if you want to go further with something, if you're starting to feel like something's becoming a bit of a, a kind of, oh, I'm here again, you know, like a bit like Groundhog Day with something, consider getting some help to improve that. And it doesn't have to be a physical coach. It can be a program that you follow online. Um, even a book is a place to start because you've got to invest in the book and the book, if it's the right kind of book, will give you steps to follow. But you need to be accountable, I have to say that. So my app kind of keeps me accountable because every morning it tells me when I need to go out and run. And it's already reminded me today that I've got a stretch today because I'm going out tomorrow and I like that. And Sue's aware I'm doing this, so she, she will keep me accountable. Get yourself something to get you keep you accountable. It doesn't matter who it is, by the way. 
Um, you, a friend can keep you accountable. You, you know, once you're doing a program, your friend keeps you accountable. That kind of can work in the initial start of getting getting into it. But there will come a point you will need, if you want to improve anything, your health, your fitness, your finances, your business, you are going to have to invest some time and some money in a professional to help you do that. There you go. So I'm back into me running. I have to say, even when I went out on the Friday, on the Thursday, and I came back and I, I felt dreadful, once I got my breath back, which didn't take that long, um, I just felt so much better for spending that bit of time running. The weather at the moment in the UK is so supportive of being outside. Um, it's, a, it's a blessing to be out there. I, um, I've got a walk plan this weekend, and there's like um, an urgency now to get out of the area a little bit. And I think... I think that's something, I, I don't know whether anybody else is feeling this, it just feels like things are opening up for us now in the UK. I don't know what it's like in other parts of the world, but in the UK it's starting to feel like we're getting back to some kind of normality, you know, and, and that I think is a good feeling. But this time of year especially, you know, the early spring as we get into the, the warmer, drier days and the longer days, this is a great time to start to take on a, a programme of personal and self-development because it feels like an optimistic time. I often talk about this with the people I work with. You, you know, if you think about the seasons that we have, you know, you should try to match your activities to the seasons, um, which means that in spring, which is about new birth, um, new life, optimism, possibility, you know, and as we go into summer where things become abundant, this is the time you can mirror that. So right now, if you have got something you're on with, this is the time to be starting it because you're going to have the chance to do what I call, I call the outer work. Because you can be outside, you, you can work on your fitness, you can work on your business in a different way this time of year. And then as we get into the kind of autumn and, and the winter months, it's more about the inner work. And I'm not going to get too complicated this. All I'm saying is right now, springtime is a great time to take on something, take on a new program, take on a new coach, take on a new mentor, take on a new activity that you want to improve. Because right now it feels an optimistic time. And to tie that in with where we are with coming out of COVID, it's like a double bubble this year. Because you won't get the coming out of COVID thing again. Um, I suspect once we have got rid of this COVID this time, this lockdown, we, we're not going backwards. So it's, it's been really interesting for me over the course of the last few weeks just to become more aware of some of the things that maybe I've been slipping with, the you know, and I've been working on some other things. I mean, I have mentioned the running today, but there's other things I'm doing around work, business. Um, I'm even considering starting to do more videos. That's my kind of task before I do another podcast next week is to get some more videos done. So if you do follow me on Facebook, you know, you can, um, you're going to see some videos appearing over, maybe even today, actually, I'm working on one today. I'm trying to now start to use this time, this springtime to, to, to really get into sort of pushing the business forward. Um, another thing I've done recently, which I don't, did I mention, I don't think I mentioned this time, but I'm going to mention it. I, I did my first article on LinkedIn. I have really had a bit of a, um, a, a kind of poor relationship with LinkedIn. And if, and if you don't know what LinkedIn is, it's a business-related um, social network, I suppose. It's like Facebook for business people. There's less kind of cats in hats and more like, you know, accountants in shirts and ties. It, it, I've, I've always had a poor relationship with it, but I put an article on there. And what was interesting is uh, over the course of whatever months now, I've developed this thing with content where I do, I really... I put it out there and, and whether it gets liked, listened to, watched or not is, is irrelevant to me. The process I'm in is putting the content out there. So I wouldn't have done this. I know I wouldn't have done this a couple of years ago. I just, I didn't care whether anybody read the article or not. 
I put it on because I wanted to put it on and it was part of my process, part of my development, part of my pushing myself a little bit with, with the content and where I share it. But it got about seven or eight likes, which I, you know, it's no big deal. Um, but I think it was because some of them people that read the icon liked it, I don't even know. So that it's clearly somebody had, had, had seen that I like, put it on there. So I've kind of developing a bit of a different relationship with LinkedIn now. So that's something I just wanted to mention because I do know anybody that knows me well knows I have a big problem with LinkedIn or I used to have. I'm starting to change it. Because again, like the running, I tried to do it my way with the running. It didn't really work. I got some result, but not what I really wanted. And with LinkedIn, I started to listen to a couple of experts who were talking about the power of LinkedIn, how it can be used. And I thought, maybe I've got this wrong. Maybe it's like they're running. Maybe I'm trying to do it my way again and my way isn't working. So I'm now doing it somebody else's way, which is following this process of maybe once a week. Well, not say maybe once a week. Every time I do a blog, basically, that goes on to garethboot.com, I put that onto Facebook. It's dead simple. I just copy it onto to LinkedIn. That's all I'm doing. It's a very simple process. It's not particularly challenging. That's what I'm doing next after this um, podcast. I'll be recording. I'll be writing a blog. That will be going onto Facebook. It'll go onto LinkedIn. So, so again, don't always dismiss things. It didn't work for you. It maybe didn't work for you because you didn't have the right training, coaching, or program to follow. So rather than giving up the thing, look at the program or look at the coach or look at the help you're doing. And if you are doing it a bit like me, and I've done it so many times, the my way stuff, Maybe it's time to do it somebody else's way. Somebody who knows a little bit better than you, maybe. Um, I think you might find it'll help. Well, there you go. Wednesday podcast done. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, any questions around this? Anything, any feedback? You know, get in touch, garethbook.com. There's a contact me page there. And if you don't follow me on Facebook, go across to that. I'm trying to push that Facebook page a little bit. Um, and if you are a business owner, and you do like my stuff and you uh, would like to connect on LinkedIn, I'm very open to that too. I like to connect with a few more people now and see some, I'm sure there's many interesting people out there I've not met yet. So go to LinkedIn, Gareth Boog, you'll see my little profile picture there, smiley, ginger man with the beard, and let's hook up on there. And uh, until the next podcast, take care.